When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's September 17th, 2021, and you are invited to join me and my dear friend and longtime co-host Kelly Gordon as we share a conversation that we hope will really be a love letter to the teachers out there. That's right. Schools everywhere are back in session, and we have so many teachers in our awesome community. And we know that the past 18 months have not been awesome for our teachers. So what we want to do This week is just talk about the impact that teachers have had on our lives. We'll share some of our memories from when we were teaching. We have a little assignment to start the school year for each one of you to take up to support the teachers in your life. I'm Meg Teets, and this is Sorta Awesome. Welcome back, Awesomes, to the show that is all about helping you find conversation, friendship, and community. We are so glad that you have found your way to the most amazing community of women on this planet. Now, you can find our community online, and if you're digging what you hear today on Sorta Awesome, we'd love to have you subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. And if you really love the show, go ahead and drop us a five-star rating and review while you're at it, because believe it or not, Those really do help other people to find Sort of Awesome. And if you want to get in on all the perks of being part of our superstar awesome community, come check out what we have going on over on Patreon. We've got bonus episodes. There's tons of them that you can binge right now. We've got ad-free episodes. We'll hook you up with our digits so you can send us a text instead of just yelling at us on your phone. You can actually text us and (laughs) give us your feedback right away. We have so much good stuff for you, superstars, over at patreon.com. So hi, Kelly. Happy September. Happy September to you too, Meg. This is awesome. Yeah. September is, is it everybody's kind of favorite month and the real start of the new year? Yes, Yes, absolutely. It is. is. (laughs) I'm going to bang that drum until I die. I just feel (laughs) like this is when I feel the most, this is a new thing. We're starting a new thing. January feels arbitrary to me, but September feels like this is a new thing is beginning. It is fresh, brand new planners, new school supplies, just like so much newness all around. I love it. We were just talking off mic. This has been the first week as we're recording. It was first week of school for your kids. Mm -hmm. So you guys are getting back into the school rhythms and routines. Yes, we're trying. I was saying to Meg that my 13-year-old, Taylor, who, by the way, last night she was cleaning up after dinner and she had her headphones on and she turned her phone to me and she's like, look, mom. And she was listening to Sort of Awesome. (gasps) Oh my God. I feel like it's a milestone. (laughs) She's listening to the travel episode that we did this summer. And I was like, that's so cute. So maybe I should just say hi. But Taylor at age 13, she's been to school now, middle school. She's in eighth grade, three days. And she was so tired last night. She's like, I don't, I have to go to school tomorrow. Mm -hmm. How am I going to make it? And it's not even a five day week. The first week of school, it's a four day. So it's like, yeah, you know, I love new I love new, but new is exhausting, you guys. It's so exhausting. So yes. exhausting. And you are officially now homeschooling yep. twin boys. Yes. Yeah. So my older girls have an 11th grader and an 8th grader. They've been back in school for like a month. Now, this past week was our first official week of homeschooling with my 8-year-old twins. And we're all pretty tired. I'll tell you how much. <laughs> You're going to follow Jen Hatmaker's advice and be like, This weekend, we are going to do nothing. We are going to chill. It'll be back to screens. We're going to eat pizza. Everybody too tired. We're not going to do anything. Yes, absolutely. So we are getting back into the rhythms, though, for everybody. I mean, here we are. We're in mid-September. And so really, the school year has started up across the country, across the regions that our awesomes Mm -hmm. are listening in. So, Kelly, we've noticed a couple of, really not just recently, but throughout the time since the pandemic began, some of the awesome sharing is people who are teachers and also just parents that have kids in schools sharing some of the very not awesome things happening 
with schools and with teachers. And we thought, you know what, this is actually the perfect time to really focus on the great work, the amazing work, the actual life-changing work that our teachers do. So we thought this would be a great time to have a conversation about that. We're going to bring in some of our stories. We're going to bring in voices from other awesomes. And we do have a really important assignment for you to start off the school year that you're going to really love doing. So we're going to get to all of that here in just a few minutes. But first, let's go ahead and start this show the way we always do with our Awesomes of the Week. Awesome of the Week is the moment in the show where we stop and talk about whatever's making life a little more awesome right now, whether it's a book or a TV show, a movie, a podcast, a product, whatever is bringing a little extra sparkle to your life. Kelly, what do you have for us this week? I have a TV show that I actually meant to look up and see if we've talked about it on the show before, like any point. It is The Morning Show, which is an Apple TV original. This is not a new show. The reason I'm talking about it today is both because, you guys, I just binged it in keeping with Kelly's ethic of thinking going about two years later, because this show did in fact come out in 2019. Okay. But so many people back then, it was one of Apple TVs when the app launched, when they launched Apple TV, it was one of their original shows that they debuted back then in the fall of 2019, pre-pandemic, you guys. I mean, it's like the a different times. world. Yes. yes. Uh-huh. And the idea is that it is following what's happening in a morning network news show. So, Ooh, so many people yeah. were like, you need to watch this. And I always was like, yeah, I need to watch that. And I finally got around to watching it at the end of summer here in 2021. But today, the day that this episode is hitting your podcast is the beginning of season two okay. of this show. Okay. Okay. I'm saying it to you either a, if you haven't watched it, you still absolutely go binge season one like I did. And then you can, you know, you'll be right there for season two. Or if you watch season one and you had kind of forgotten about it, know that season two is coming. So if you're not familiar, like I said, it follows the cast of a morning show. It is just filled with some of the best actors. I was stunned. It's Jennifer Aniston and Reese Witherspoon are the two main female anchors. Steve Carell plays the male anchor who is just at the beginning of the show been ousted because this is all about me too. Yes. Yeah. So he was kicked out because of sexual, I don't want to say assaults, but you know, like innuendos. This is like the Matt Lauer thing. You know, okay, it's just, yes. it's, that's what I'm thinking. You know, it just barely veiled, like this yes. is what we're going for, right? Right. So then the season really is exploring the idea of what it means to be complicit. The Me Too, like the people up top, the people underneath, you know, as far as who gets to say no, who empowers, who gets to speak truth. What speaking truth costs people. Mm. Reese Witherspoon's character actually comes in as an outsider and truth is like what matters to her, but she ends up grappling with at what cost truth. Yes. You know, so there's just so many angles that they take on the Me Too concept, men and women, relationships in the workplace, and it is stunningly acted. Like I had not seen Jennifer Aniston in anything in a long time. I may have seen her in a few things outside of Friends. She does such a good job in this role. I would not say it's a fun show, but I was completely engrossed and captivated by the acting, by the storylines. And I just felt like this is what I hear. This is certainly what a lot of us as women know in the workplace. You know, there is this, oh, ha ha, it's really funny. Mm. Until not. Yes. Yes. Like how you grapple with that, how we grapple with it now, mm-hmm. how we used to deal with it. Sure. Yes. Something that, you know, we've even talked about, like even with friends, right? We've said, oh my gosh, you go back and watch friends and you're like, oh, this is so painful. <laughs> this so is there's so, yeah, there's so much here that is highly problematic. And that wasn't that long ago. So it's that idea of, you know, right. working at a place for 20 years. Mm-hmm. Things have changed. So it's just very thought provoking. And again, worth your time if you're interested in these topics, if you're interested in TV news, because I think they do a great job of showing the high pressure environment of that. And if you're interested in seeing where the next season will go. So it's really, I can't really talk about season two too much without giving away what happens in season one, but they're really picking up right where season one leaves off with a big explosive ending and taking these same characters in new directions, watching the personal relationships continue to develop or fall out. And I'm just so excited just because, again, you guys, you know me now, right? Yeah. You know that sitcoms are my jam. I yes. want to laugh most of the time. This is a little out of character for me, but I could not stop watching because it was just so well done. So if you have not yet seen The Morning Show, you do have to have an Apple TV. It's one of those things. You have to have a subscription. It's worth it, I think. 
Yeah. Because it's really good TV. And if you have close friends or family that would watch it with you and discuss it, I can imagine I binged this all by myself and headphone alert. They say the F word more than a hockey player, locker room, high school hockey. Like <laughs> it's just F this, F that, F you, F and F and I can't believe the FF. I'm like, wow, it is like assaulting my ears. And you're not prudish about language no. to begin with, but for you to say that, that okay, that's I'm a just warning. mostly warning people. Yeah. Because I was walking around watching it with my AirPods in. And there's sometimes I was like, are my children looking at me and going, what are you watching? I don't think they ever heard. There is a lot of swearing, but that's really, there's like no other nudity, you know, that sort of thing. It's, it's obviously, yes. it's a difficult topic. So trigger sure. warning, if this is like very personal for you, don't watch this show because they're going right. to get right into the heart of what it means to be sexually yeah. assaulted or mm-hmm. that sort of thing. But yeah. really, really good. Could be a great show to talk about yeah. afterwards. Like if you're watching it with your partner, your spouse, your best friend, you yeah. get together and be like, oh my word. Because there's just a lot of really good issues that will get you thinking. So yeah, the morning show is my awesome of the week. Okay. And a lot of us do have Apple TV now to watch Ted Lasso and other things. I mean, they're doing a great job of really coming into their own as a streaming platform. And they have a lot of money to invest in great programming. That's right. So yeah. And if you need to balance out, like Ted Lasso is going to balance out, not with the swearing. Yeah. It'll balance out the heaviness of the topic. Yeah. Like Ted is the anti- Most of these characters. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Sincere, kind, earnest. Yes. Totally. Okay, so good, so good. Well, we'll put a link in the show notes so you guys can go check that out. My awesome of the week this week is not heavy and it's not serious. (laughs) Good. (laughs) It's pretty frivolous, but man, I have been loving this so much. As I've talked about many times on the show, I thought I had found my ride or die, my holy grail mascara that was going to last me the rest of my life. Now there's competition for that number one spot for me. I have used and loved for years Thrive Cosmetics liquid lash extensions, which I do still love very much. However, I was influenced, Kelly, by social media marketing. The company Ilya had been all over my, especially Instagram feed with one of their mascara products. And finally, I was like, all right, fine, I'll try it. I'll try it. I mean, it's like $28. So it's not nothing to try a new mascara at that price point. So I was deeply influenced by one of their ads where a woman who has very light colored, very sparse lashes, like I do, used this and the instant effect it had on her lashes. I was like, okay, I would be willing to give this a try. I bought it I love it. I feel like a social media ad myself when I put this mascara on. A social media ad. (laughs) Just me myself in the mirror. I'm like, look. No, I understand that. Look at these lashes. You're like, look, look at me. (laughs) This was the before and this is the after. Literally me. Literally. I love it so much. So Ilya has a couple of different mascaras. Rebecca and I were talking about this on the Awesome Overflow in August for our superstars. Because she has an Ilya mascara too. And we were trying to figure out if they're the same one. They're not. She has a different one. Mine is the fullest volumizing mascara, the fullest one. And I love everything about this mascara from the applicator, which has a very interesting brush. It curves in in the middle. Oh, yeah, that is interesting. There's something very So it's like it, about it's, that. it's almost like a U, right? Yeah. I mean, it's mm-hmm. not that flattened to you because it's higher on the yes. one side and the other, and then it goes down in the middle. Right, exactly. And the applicator is fantastic. The formula is amazing. Now, one big difference, one thing that I super, super love about the Thrive Cosmetics mascara is that it's extremely waterproof. And if you cry, which I cry easily and a lot, even when we're not having a pandemic. And so it's a tubing mascara, the Thrive Cosmetics is. And so when you cry, like the mascara just kind of peels off, but you aren't left with a big mess. It's not going to run down your face in dramatic waves of raccoon eyes. Yes, that is the case with the Thrive. Now this Ilya is not waterproof and it's not a tubing mascara. And so it is going to be smeary if you cry. Ask me how I know. And- also, it's a little bit trickier to take off than the Thrive Cosmetics is. So there's a caveat for you that removing this is a little bit more complicated. But golly, when you put it on and you see the difference it makes in your lashes, oh my gosh, it's fantastic. I'm like waving it around like a magic wand as I'm yes, talking yes, about yes. it. <laughs> Osseo, big lashes. Yes, exactly. 
So I'm assuming it comes in different colors, kind of all the norm of that, or is it mostly just like a black, black, I think it's either black or brown. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. All right. If I'm remembering. And like I said, it's like $28. Mm -hmm. So if you have been looking for a magical mascara, I would highly recommend this one. And Rebecca has the other one that they have. And I can't remember exactly. I think they have two. Rebecca has one. I have the other. So we'll be happy to talk mascara with you guys for sure. That's awesome. And you can get it at any store? Or is it online? They do have it at Sephora and online. I ordered mine directly from the company. So those are our awesomes of the week this week. We love to hear what's awesome in your life. We are constantly finding new awesome things to discover. You guys influence us as much as we influence you in the discovery of awesome things. So come Mm -hmm. and tell us what's awesome in your life on Instagram or at Sort of Awesome Show or come find us in our Hangout community. We would love to have you there. It's a really great time to join the Hangout community, especially as we are in September, that downhill slide into the holidays. Oh boy, does the Hangout get busier and busier the closer we get to the holidays every year, for sure. We really need each other this time of year. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. So come find us over there, facebook.com slash group slash sort of awesome Hangout. Kelly, I'm so excited for our conversation about teachers, just how much we love them, how important they are in our lives. We're going to get to all of that in just a few minutes when we come right back. This episode is brought to you by Bitty Baby from American Girl. Friends, I have to tell you that Nico has a new morning routine. Every morning when he wakes up, he calls out for mama to come get him. I go get him out of his crib. And he, of course, he has to get his special book that he slept with and Buddy, his Bitty Baby. As a mom of five, I know that every child loves to play pretend. And parents know that the stories children act out help shape the person they will grow to be. And that's why it's so important to provide your little ones with toys that foster those nurturing traits of love, kindness, and care. So yeah, every morning before school, when you Nico gets home from his play school and before bed, he's got to check on Betty. And I love seeing how my big kids help him learn how to treat Betty with tenderness and care. And because Nico can be a little rough in showing his love to Betty, I'm so thankful for how incredibly well-made Betty Baby is. It's so huggable, but it's absolutely built to last. I know Nico is going to be carrying Betty around with him for a long time. We've had a lot of toys come through our house through the years, but truly I am blown away by how Betty Baby offers a whole array of playtime-like combinations that offer unique ways to understand nurturing and grows Nico's imagination from feeding and dressing and playing with Betty to taking him with him on the go to putting him to bed at night. Nico is learning so much through fun, imaginative moments. And speaking of fun, I love that American Girl has a whole array of matching outfits for little ones to be able to match their Biddy Babies. Biddy Baby gives your little one so many moments to enjoy that will inspire kindness for a lifetime. So teach your little one that kindness is the ultimate gift with Biddy Baby. You can get an exclusive one-time offer of 15% off of your order of Bitty Baby products with promo code AWESOME at AmericanGirl.com. That's AmericanGirl.com promo code AWESOME. Exclusions include the 18-inch dolls, Courtney Arcade, and Bitty Baby Furniture. See AmericanGirl.com slash BB Podcast for details. Hey friends, wouldn't it be great if there were a pocket-sized guide that helped you sleep or focus or just act or be better? Well, there is. And if you have 10 minutes, Headspace can change your life. Headspace is your daily dose of mindfulness in the form of guided meditations, all in an easy to use app. Headspace is the only meditation app that is advancing the field of mindfulness and meditation through clinically validated research. So whatever the situation, Headspace really can help you feel better. Whether you're feeling a little overwhelmed, guess what? Headspace has a three-minute SOS meditation just for you. I've been using Headspace for almost two years. I cannot tell you the remarkable change it has made in my life. I feel so much more grounded and so much more resilient as I take on the joys and pains of day-to-day life. You deserve to feel happier and Headspace is meditation made simple. Go to headspace.com slash awesome. That's headspace.com slash awesome for a free one-month trial with access to Headspace's full library of meditations for every situation. This is the best deal being offered right now. Head to headspace.com slash awesome today. Okay, Kelly, I'm really, really excited to get into talking about teachers, how incredible they are, the impact they have had on our lives. And, you know, I do want to acknowledge that this has been an incredibly stressful 
moment in time, teachers are leaving classrooms in droves. Last year, during the actual intensity of the pandemic, my sister Emily, who is a longtime veteran teacher, I think she's been teaching for 19 or 20 years now. She shared in an awesome overflow conversation, just in her own words, shared about how difficult it has been, how there has been a real culture of toxic positivity in terms of good vibes, keep going, and that they would get mixed messages. Teachers feel like they're getting mixed messages in terms of teachers are our heroes, but then they're like expected to do superhuman amounts of work that's just not sustainable. And so it's been such a stressful moment for people who are trying their best to meet the needs, so many needs of kids during an incredibly difficult time and also having mixed messages of support from the communities that they're in. So I think that really was an inspiration point for you and I, Kelly, in in wanting to have this conversation. Absolutely. Yes. In fact, there was a thread in the Hangout that I saw where a substitute teacher was just asking, like, I hear people are leaving teaching. If you have left teaching, why? Mm-hmm. And there were just a few really honest, vulnerable stories in there. I don't want to name anybody because, you know, mm-hmm. it felt like kind of a private thing. But at the same time, just sharing all the hard things. And I think the number one thing was no support. Yes. So they're not getting the support from the administration. Mm-hmm. And parents are getting increasingly antagonistic. Yeah. Um, not supporting them. And so feeling like they're working so, so hard, never harder. Mm-hmm. And this was like, it just broke. Yeah. And so they had to leave. And almost no teacher has left because they're like, I was sick of the kids or I was right. sick of teaching. Yes. It's all the other stuff. It is like teaching for tests or mm. it was the parents are so hard to deal with or, mm-hmm. you know, I have no support from the administration or I don't make any money. Yes. It's not because it's not what they want to do. And I think that's the thing that's the hardest because. We all know teachers, so many of them, is this a calling, right? And I do want to say real quick that obviously there's so many other professions that this last year who have taken it on the chin as well. Yeah. If you're a nurse and you're like, hello. Yes. (laughs) I haven't had a real two days off in a row since, you know, 2020. Yes, absolutely. But I just think like teachers are the thing that kind of touch us all, Mm. you know, every day, not to say that there aren't other people that have certainly had a hard year, but we were just feeling, I think both of us, because we have teachers in our lives who we love. We both have taught mm-hmm. and we have kids. So it's just all around us. And so I was feeling burdened, really. I messaged Megan. I was like, we just need to do a love letter to teachers. Yes. So the teachers here who are listening, or if you know a teacher who needs to hear this, that you know that there are people out here, us included, yes. first in line, who appreciate what mm. you do. Yes. And we back you and we see you, mm-hmm. we see how hard it's been, how impossible it's been the last year, the last, I mean, this is the third year that the pandemic has touched now, right? Yes. That you have been asked to do things that are, like you just said, not really humanly possible mm-hmm. while smiling mm-hmm. and, you know, being everything to everyone. So yeah, we love you guys. We see what you do. We're so grateful for you. In fact, that's, how I started to, I don't know, it was probably even at the beginning of the pandemic, maybe even before that, I would end emails to teachers with, I'm so grateful for everything you do. Yes. And I would often put everything in all caps because <laughs> I'm a P7 or in italicized, <laughs> but you know, everything, meaning hopefully they're saying, I'm not just about this email, this issue. Yes. I'm thankful that you have helped me figure this thing out with my child. I am thankful that you come to school early. I'm thankful for the time when you sit with a kid during lunch, who's having a hard time. I'm thankful that you spend your weekends grading. Oh my word, grading. No one stays in teaching for grading. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. Yes. So yeah, we're just grateful. Yes, absolutely. That is so true. So we thought we would just start by talking about some of the actual teachers in our lives. I think as we're talking, I know everybody who's listening, whether you're a teacher or not, you're going to be thinking about the teachers who made an impact on you. All of us can think of at least one. And many of us have several that come to mind, Mm -hmm. even if you're getting up in years like Kelly and I, and it's been a few minutes since you were in school. We know that you have teachers who come to mind that really made that impact on your life. Kelly, who are some of the ones that come to mind for you? Okay. So this is the thing about getting older, right? I don't remember their names, Mm -hmm. but I can remember their faces, right? Yes. Yeah. They come to you. So I was thinking about my sixth grade teacher. It was a weird year for me because 
I was in the middle of going to a private Christian school here in the Twin Cities that I started in fourth grade. The school was going to build on. So they moved us over to a empty public school. And we like shared the building with like a Catholic school. There were different school organizations using this empty public school building. Mm -hmm. So it was more of a traditional, like now what I would recognize as a traditional school, the way the classroom looked, the big windows, the chalkboard, because before most of the time, my upbringing up to that point, because I had been going to Christian schools, it was usually like in a church. So you were like, you were in like a Sunday school classroom. Mm -hmm. It wasn't really like a school feel. Sure. You had a playground, but it didn't have that sort of traditional, like there's bells in the hallway and sort of thing. So all of a sudden there was just, I think they only moved three classes over to this building. They kind of moved some grades out and some grades over. So we were in this traditional school and this teacher that we had, she was a single woman. I wonder how old she was, you know, in my mind as a sixth grader, as like an 11, 12 year old, you're like, wow, you know, she's so old. I bet she was in her (laughs) twenties. Yes. She was young. We had a lot of teachers who were like really like gray hair. So we knew she wasn't old, but you're like, I didn't think about her age. Yeah. She was the warmest, Mm -hmm. fun person, compassionate Yes. I just remember it being such a great year because she really led us. She was like the mother hen, even though we were sixth graders. Yeah. You know, we weren't like little teeny weeny kids, but she just made everything wonderful. Yes. I mean, it was such a great year mm. just getting to know her, being at that kind of pivotal point of sixth grade, feeling like this is a place where I'm safe. Mm. Yes. This is a place that I can launch. This is a place I can grow and ask questions. Yeah. And I just am so grateful. In fact, Maybe I'll share this on social media. You know, sixth grade to seventh grade can be a lot of change. Oh my gosh. It's huge. It's like seismic amounts of change in the lives of both boys and girls. It is a huge transition year for sure. Even more so, I feel like now, because there's so many more middle schools than when I was in school, it was more of a junior high thing. So sixth grade was usually the last grade of elementary, Mm -hmm. but now it's usually the first grade of middle school, which I think is fine. But I was just... My picture, my sixth grade school picture, you know, which are like usually taken the first day, second day of school and my seventh grade picture, Mm -hmm. I'll put them up. You guys, it's a dramatic shift. (laughs) It was a dramatic (laughs) shift for Kelly. Yes. So what a great year to have all of this stored up confidence and safety and love and comfort and that you can do it. Yes. You can do it Um, to go into middle school. I was just, she's one of the teachers that I think about from my, especially primary days that just, I wish I could remember her name Mm because she was just a wonderful person. Yeah. What about you? Well, speaking of a teacher who brought warmth and comfort and safety, I immediately think of my fourth grade teacher who I then got to have again in fifth grade. You know, sometimes elementary teachers will loop up with a class. And so I moved into a new community. Our family moved a lot when I was growing up. So I moved, we moved at least every three years. And one of those moves brought me into fourth grade. I want to say it was kind of in the middle of the year. I can't remember exactly, but into Mrs. Allen's class. And Mrs. Allen was so beautiful. She had curly, this was the late 80s, you guys, so curly, curly, curly auburn hair and lots of it. Mm -hmm. And she was tall and slender and graceful and so kind and so warm. And so as a new student in fourth grade, you know, just feeling as awkward as possible, moving into this brand new community, she just welcomed me right into the classroom, Mm. made me feel like I had not missed a thing, got me all settled in. I loved her. She actually also went to our church. And so I always thought that was so, you know, when you're a kid, you like can't believe that your teachers <laughs> exist Like when you see them in the school. grocery store. Yes. yes. Like, what are you doing here? <laughs> <laughs> Why are you here? You belong at school. I always felt so awkward. <laughs> this is a side story about Mrs. Allen. So she did go to our church. I grew up Southern Baptist. And as if you grew up in that strain of Christianity, you may know that for communion, we would do what we called the Lord's Supper usually like once a quarter. So like four times a year, it was not a a standard thing. And in this, in our particular church, the deacons would come around with these serving trays sort of things of grape juice and little cups of grape juice, like the the ones with the little hole. Yes, that's it. Yes, that's it. Oh no. I don't think I've ever told this story on this show. So they pass them down the pew. You take it. They would also pass trays with the 
silver platter trays with the little tiny communion crackers. <laughs> okay. And so as a kid, you're supposed to hold on to all of this. And so I, in the back of the pews, there were these little holders. If you are not part of this part of Christianity, you're like, what's happening? What are you talking about? If you are, you know exactly what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, we're all picturing it. Yes. <laughs> if you know, if you know, you know, right? You no, know, you know. On the back of the pew in front of you, there was a place to set your communion cups. So I was trying to balance everything and I thought, well, I'll just go ahead and put, while I'm waiting for the cracker to be passed, I'll put my little cup of juice in there. And I was, again, I was a kid. And so I bungled it. I was trying to set the juice into the little holder with the cup with the juice still in it. And it spilled grape oh juice all over the beautiful trench coat that yeah. an older lady had laid across the pew in front of us. It just splashed and spilled everywhere all over her coat. I was mortified. My parents were extremely <laughs> unhappy. I was crying. It was a fiasco. It was a Lord's Supper fiasco. Okay? <laughs> I'm feeling so bad for fourth grade bake right now because it is the worst. I thought you were going to say like you tipped the whole tray over, but this oh, is like a great second to that. I'm surprised I didn't manifest doing that in my head. I thought about <laughs> it so much when I was a kid. I would. Oh, be yes. Like, I was Jesus, terrified of that thing. Jesus, please help me not spill the tray. <laughs> like when you're passing it, you're like, it's like it's radium or something like yes, that. Yes, like, yes. Oh, oh, take it, take it, take it, take it. Yeah, it's like it's radium, exactly. So I'd spilled the juice all over the lady's coat. I'm mortified. I'm crying, whatever. Mrs. Allen must have been sitting somewhere in the general vicinity because after that church service, she came and found me and she said, I saw what happened. I know you were upset. I wanted to tell you a story that one time when I was about your age, we had a candlelight service at church and I set my hair on fire. And she's like... <laughs> told me the whole story of it and made me feel so much better about bless Mrs. Allen. That's yes. exactly it though. That's yes. exactly it. Yes. She was so warm and provided such a comforting, safe environment. And then I had her again in fifth grade. And in fifth grade, I had gotten into some kind of friend drama. I think it involved somebody cheating off of somebody. I really can't remember the details, but she had called us in at recess and I was bawling my eyes out again. Easy crier, everybody. And so she talked to each of us and then I just couldn't stop crying. She was like, why don't you go to the bathroom and splash some water on your face and you'll feel better. Kelly, I took that instruction into the rest of my life because I do <laughs> cry a lot and it is hard for me to get a hold of myself. And I like remember, and I have done this even as a grown adult, gone in the oh, bathroom sure. and just splashed cold water on my face so I could calm down and stop crying. Yeah. But she was it just, feels good, right? It's just like it's it calming. Does. It, it yes. brings the, the puffiness down. Yes. <laughs> But she was just so tender and a really great teacher too. But I just remember, as we think back on our teachers, I think sometimes we just remember their sort of presence and their vibe more than the yeah. subject matter that they taught. For sure. So she's one that comes to mind for me. Do you have others that kind of come to mind as well? The other people that I was thinking about were mostly kind of like the opposite of what you just said. But I don't have those specific memories because yeah. of that same thing. Like you, yeah. I think what you remember most is the vibe. Yeah. But were yeah. teachers in high school and even in elementary who noticed that I was a natural writer. Oh, yes. The teachers, yeah. so the English teachers who were mm -hmm. like, you really clearly like to read. You're a very good writer. This is, yeah. you know, clearly have a gifting. Yes. So pursue this. So that was something from an early age mm -hmm. that I was so glad that I had people that had brought that to my attention. Yes. Because, you know, I'm one of the weird ones that by the time I was in high school, I don't remember at what point exactly, but I was like, I want to do journalism. Yes. And that was my thing. So yeah. I, yeah, that was because teachers saw something in me that I enjoyed doing, yes. but I don't know that I would have thought about it quite the same way if I hadn't had so many teachers say, you're really good at this. Yes. And to point that out to me, not only make me feel proud, but it made me want to get better. I agree. And I have a similar story too. My senior year, my English class was AP composition and Mrs. McCutcheon was our teacher and she was known widely as the toughest English teacher mm -hmm. in the school. I was so nervous about having her. I was very intimidated by her, but also she was that kind of teacher that you're intimidated, but you want to do your best work. Like you yes, want absolutely. to impress them. And I look back at her as a teacher, like I had have, I did have teachers as you did speak into my life and be like, you're really great at writing and kind of nurture that. But she was a teacher who gave me the practical tools that I needed. So mm -hmm. she introduced me to the Lively Art of Writing book. Do you remember that book? Did you ever come across no. that? 
was Lucille von Payne wrote The Lively Art of Writing years ago. I think it's out of print, but it taught me actually Mm -hmm. how to polish and structure writing. She also introduced us to the elements of style, the strunk and white elements of style. And so she gave me actual literal tools that helped me as I would go on to be an English major and do a lot of writing to like know the mechanics of how good writing works. And I will always be thankful to her for that. And then later in college, I had a fantastic professor who was actually also my advisor, Dr. Parkhill. And I had him for many classes. I went to a small state university. And so you have some of the same professors over and over once you get into your major. But I had him for my like freshman humanities classes. I had him for several lit classes, including American novel. And this was the late 90s. And he is long since retired now, but he would bring in and showed us through the syllabus he created for American novel, a world of literature outside of the canon of old dead white guys. Yeah. So in his class was the first time I read Louise Erdrich's Love Medicine, introduced to contemporary Native American literature, Toni Morrison's Beloved. He really was intentional without making like a big deal out of it, but just really intentional about bringing in different voices and different experiences into this American novel class. And that had a huge impact on me then later when I was a teacher to be really intentional to bring in those different voices and perspectives as well. So yes, in fact, I was thinking that same sort of thing because I also went to a small college. So the professor that stands out the most from that era, which I don't want to leave out the college people. I understand that it's a different era as far as what you're teaching and, Mm -hmm. and in COVID, but it's still, it's been really tough. Having a journalism professor who I had constantly for four years, Daniel Polly, he loved on us in that sense of being very involved, not just professionally, but with us personally. Yeah. And just how are you doing in your classes? What are you pursuing? How are you writing? But he really, what I appreciate the most now that I look back is just what you said. He expanded Mm -hmm. our view. There were books. We took a class that was on narrative journalism and we didn't read a textbook. We just read books of people who had written narrative journalism. Like one of them was about HIV and AIDS in the 90s, like what they had learned up to Mm -hmm. that point. I mean, we were still in the 90s, but it was like, here is a history. And again, this was a Christian college. This was a conservative Christian college. So reading a book about a plague for the gay people, Mm -hmm. quote unquote, at the time, it would have been very much like that, Mm -hmm. was controversial. And then we read one that was actually set in the town that I live nearby called now A Death in White Bear Lake. It was just such a great way to learn about what you're going to do is just to read great writing. And then he also, we would, this is goes way back, but we would take our stories when we were writing for him in our classes, we would put them on an overhead. We would like, that was part of our assignment. And we would put them up on the overhead in the class. And we would spend an hour on each person's writing and just kind of rip it apart. Be like, well, that's good but Mm -hmm. you could do this better or why is it such a run on there or Mm -hmm. whatever, which was so good to get developed thick skin because when you're in journalism in particular, you're turning out so much content. There's editors, you just got to get over. This is not personal. We're trying to make your writing better. This is not about you. This is not about your story. Yes. This is about the craft. Mm -hmm. So just so invaluable. Yeah. Okay. So we do want to share some stories from when we were in the classroom. And then, like I said, we've gathered around some voices that are going to be familiar to you to talk about some of their favorite teachers as well. And we're going to get to all of that when we come right back. Hey, friends, we know that today, many small business owners are busier than ever. Time spent searching for and interviewing candidates can take time away from managing and growing a business. That's why LinkedIn Jobs has made it easier to get candidates worth interviewing faster. And it's free. Adding a couple of people to the Sort of Awesome team through the years made me feel a little nervous, but thankfully just the right people came to our team at just the right time. And that's exactly what you get with LinkedIn Jobs. You can create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 770 million people. You can focus on candidates with the skills and experience that you need, use screening questions to get your role in front of only the most qualified people, and then use the simple tools on LinkedIn Jobs to quickly filter and prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates worth interviewing 
faster. Did you know that every week, nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash awesome. That's linkedin.com slash awesome to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. Hey friends, don't you wish there was someone who would curate all of the highest quality, natural and sustainably sourced items that you need? Well, there is introducing Grove Collaborative. Grove is the online marketplace that delivers healthy home, beauty and personal care products directly to you. Grove takes the guesswork out of going green. We have been Grove Collaborative customers for years. I love using their app to check in on my order every month. And speaking of my most recent order, it was packed with all kinds of Grove goodness, including the Grove Collaborative Walnut Scrubber Sponges. I love those so much. I always stock up on things from Dr. Bronner's. We love their Pure Castile soap. I'm super into this new health and beauty line that they're carrying called Peach their bar soap for hand and body smells amazing. Join over 2 million households like ours who choose to shop sustainably at Grove. Plus, shipping is fast and free on your first order. Choosing products that are better for you and the planet has never been easier. For a limited time, when you awesomes go to grove.com slash awesome, you will get to choose a free starter kit with your first order. Go to grove.com slash awesome to get your exclusive offer. That's grove.com slash awesome. Hi, friends. You know, when you need a doctor, you need a doctor now, not in a few days and definitely not in a few weeks. If you need to see an MD ASAP, we've got a solution. Just download the free ZocDoc app. It's the easiest way to find a great doctor and instantly book an appointment. With ZocDoc, you can search for local doctors who take your insurance, read verified patient reviews, and book an appointment in person or on video chat. Never wait on hold with the receptionist again. Go to ZocDoc.com awesome and download the ZocDoc app to sign up for free. Every month, millions of people use ZocDoc, and I'm one of them. It's my go-to when I need to see a doctor. You guys know how much I hate making phone calls to anyone, especially to book an appointment. That's why I love using ZocDoc when it's time to book an appointment for myself or for one of my kids. ZocDoc makes healthcare easy, and now is the time to prioritize your health. Go to ZocDoc.com awesome and download the ZocDoc app to sign up for free and book a top-rated doctor. Many are available as soon as today. That's Z-O-C doc.com slash awesome. Okay, we're back. Kelly, you and I not only love and appreciate teachers so much, I think that being in the classroom ourselves, for me, like I always give extra heaping doses of grace to anything that comes up with a teacher because I'm like, listen, I know. And yeah, I'm on your side. Let's get this figured out together. So as you think back on the time that you spent teaching, Tell us what are some of your favorite things that come to mind, some memories or what you loved about it. I have said probably on this podcast before, if you're new, you may not have heard me say this. I taught for about a year and a half at a private Christian school in the Bay Area. I was awful, awful, (laughs) awful because I had no actual training to be a teacher. Right. I was teaching media and video and radio editing. So at least, thank you, Jesus, I wasn't actually making these students deficient in something that like they needed on the ACT. (laughs) Yes. But it was awful the way I came into it too. I came in the middle of a year, a teacher left suddenly because it was the dot-com boom. And so he was like, I can go make more money Mm -hmm. or doing just about anything. So he left and the school was also moving into a new building. Things got lost in the move. I was in this transition with them. The day that we were supposed to be teaching students, I literally didn't have tables, desks or anything. It was just an empty room that they had lights. The building wasn't finished yet. It was finished enough that we could move in. Yeah. We had to get out of the other school. He didn't have curriculum. The old teacher kind of ran his classes as like a boys club. Mm. It was mostly teenage boys that now we're dealing with me. Yes. (laughs) So on so many levels, it was kind of a disaster. However, what I remember is just the sheer love of the kids. And that's what I loved about teaching college too, that I've done now more recently. Mm -hmm. I love this age group the teenage years into the college years. College is even better, I think, now that I've done both. But just the energy and their willingness to think or getting the opportunity to make them think outside of the boundaries and then to have them return it. I think that was the thing that I loved the most is that I have said this before, when we often have threads in the hangout about people saying, I want to do something to thank my kids' teachers, what do I do? What kind of gift can I get for them? Mm-hmm. You know, be at the end of the school year or Teacher Appreciation Day, Christmas. Honestly, the things that meant the most to me were those notes. Oh, yeah. Especially for sure. from the students, but mm-hmm. even from the parents that were just, I see you, I acknowledge you. 
I had one student in particular, and I think I've told this story before, who said he wrote me a letter after that first disastrous half year. He was a film two editing student. He did mm-hmm. go to film school. He was super talented and such a nice kid. And what we did for our class the second half of the year, you guys, was we watched The Matrix. We watched The Matrix. Uh-huh. Period. Yeah. That's what we did. We watched The Matrix and then we would start over and rewatch The Matrix because there were like five guys in there and they all love The Matrix and I love The Matrix. And I was like, I can't teach you anything. Yeah. We don't have like the equipment got stolen in the move. It was such a disaster. <laughs> so we just watched The Matrix over and over. The end. That's yeah. what I taught them. But he yeah. wrote me this really nice letter and said, you know, Mrs. Gordon, I think this has been such a disaster. You're not going to remember anything good. And I remember lots good. And here's all the good things that I remember. Oh, so he's like, great. when we laughed about this or when we would talk about that, yes. it was just like, you know, it wasn't like pages and pages or anything. Mm-hmm. I just sobbed. I yes. sobbed. It yes. meant so much to me. So it's just a fun, that's what I remember the most is how much work it is. Yes. The energy of the kids. And then if you want to thank a teacher, Use your words. Yes. It means more than coffee, as wonderful as coffee is. Yeah, it does. And I know as a teacher myself, I like had a file folder I would keep in my desk. Of course, this was a long time ago. It was in the early aughts. And so I might get emails. I definitely, there was no texting or whatever. But if I did get an email, I would print it off. It was a nice email. I'd print it off and put it in my file folder. But also my kids would just write me notes or I'd get cards especially at the end of the year from Mm -hmm. parents and kids. And I kept all of it. And on actual rainy days, I would get those out and read through them for a little boost of encouragement. When I was teaching, I taught, like I said, in the early 2000s in Burleson, Texas, home of Kelly Clarkson. (laughs) (laughs) And I taught junior and senior English. I taught one year, some sections of sophomore English, but I really deeply loved teaching juniors and seniors because they're like their own people that are going out into the world. It was such an exciting time to be part of their lives. My favorite moments, a couple of them, I loved teaching The Great Gatsby. It's my favorite American novel. And I loved being able to help make the connections to their contemporary lives in the early Mm -hmm. 2000s to this literature that was written Mm -hmm. almost 100 years ago. And just being able to see them light up when they would get certain themes from the literature just made my day. I loved it so much. There was literature obviously offers so many points of connections for kids. And I really loved that. But it's funny because we've kind of naturally been talking about the vibe and the overall thing that kids take away. Some of my favorite moments in teaching were the kids that would always come hang out in my room before school or at lunch mine too, and just come in and just talk and just invite me in their way of talking to be part of their lives, to know what's going on, to hear what they're nervous about, what they're anxious about, what they're excited about. Those were really special moments. And I do hope that in some kind of circle of life way that my classroom was kind of a safe place for them to come in those very chaotic and tumultuous days of high school that they had a place that they could go hang out. So those are really great memories. So like I said, we have asked some of the familiar voices of Sorta Awesome to share some of their favorite memories of teachers and just offer general encouragement to our awesome teachers and any teachers who are listening right now. So I'm going to share some of those with you and then don't go away because Kelly and I do have one thing that we want to share with you something that you can do this week. Hello, awesomes. It's Rebecca. And a teacher that I would like to thank is Mr. Reddick. He was always one of my favorites, even though he didn't actually teach any of my own classes. But he took the time to recognize a talent that he saw in me just by observing me in the hallway, which led to me getting involved in the speech team and in theater and studying theater in school and being a confident performer, which I believe has led to me having this career in podcasting. I don't know where I would be if Mr. Reddick hadn't taken the moment to say, hey, I think you'd be good at this. And for that, I'm thankful. And thank you to all the teachers out there for all the amazing work that you are doing. It does not go unnoticed. Hi, Awesomes, it's Julie. One teacher that I will always remember is Mrs. Eisenhower, my first grade teacher, who made it very clear to all of us how important it was to ask questions and keep asking them until you really understood the answer. And for that, I will be forever grateful because that is a lesson that has served me very well in life. 
Thank you so much, teachers, for everything that you do. Hi, Awesomes. This is Emily, and I just wanted to come on here and tell you a little story about my favorite teacher. So my favorite teacher, someone who really had an impact on me, her name was Miss Lamping, and she was my English teacher in high school. She was really the first teacher that didn't just give me the information that, and then ask for me to repeat it later in an exam or a quiz. She actually really taught me to like synthesize the information and find themes in what I was writing. And she was instrumental in preparing me for all of those classes in college. You know, I think only teachers and their families really understand what it takes and what goes into being a teacher. Little side note, for example, right now I'm sick and I'm at home and they're calling me to ask about sub plans and stuff. It really is never ending. So much love to all the teachers from one longtime teacher to all of you out there. Thank you. Hey, awesomes. It's Katie Proctor. I just want to tell you about my third grade teacher, Mrs. Fights. She made us write a ton of limericks, which as you know, can be kind of spicy, but we, she made them really fun and made all of us fall in love with poetry. And I credit it to her that I'm a writer today and love to write as much as I do. And I just want to say from one teacher to another, have a great year, everybody. You are changing lives. You are doing important work and you are so loved. Okay. And Kelly, as we've talked about on the show before, you have a strong connection with an amazing organization called Kids in Need Foundation. <laughs> we've worked with Kids in Need Foundation. Yeah, it's sort of awesome. Done some collaboration. We reached out to a friend of ours, Laura Lynn, who can share with us a little bit more about some tangible ways that we can offer support to teachers right now. But first, I was going to see if you can tell us a little bit more about Laura Lynn's role and how it fits into the bigger picture of Kids in Need Foundation. Yeah, if you're new, Kids in Need Foundation is actually run at this point by my husband, Corey. So he is the CEO of Kids in Need. It is a group that exists to get school supplies to teachers and thereby to kids in disadvantaged school districts. So if a, a school district has 70% or more free or reduced lunch, teachers can go to these centers that are set up in 40 cities across the U.S. and get free, 100% free school supplies for their classroom. And there are times that they will come into an entire school and be like, we want to resource this school. They might have somebody who's willing to do that. We're going to give this school, every kid is going to get a backpack with supplies and the teachers are going to get the wipes and the Kleenex and extra markers, that sort of thing. It's just really fantastic. However, what my husband was realizing last year is they were just, he's only been there. He's actually just marked his two-year anniversary. So okay. he's basically started right before the pandemic and then has been there through the pandemic. So, you yeah. know, tumultuous time. Mm -hmm. He's like, your teachers just need more though than just supplies. They need encouragement, like what yes. we're talking about. So he's like, let's start an initiative called Every Teacher Every Day. And that's what Laura Lynn leads, mm -hmm. which is fantastic because she was a teacher at one point too. Yeah. It is just a free resource for any teacher to tap into, get support from each other, lesson plans, worksheets, things that you might need help with to connect with the teachers across America. Yes. Okay. And so I took this opportunity to have a little conversation with Laura Lynn so she can tell all of the awesomes more about what they have going on with this. Well, hi, Laura Lynn. It's so good to see you and to have your voice here again on Sorta Awesome. Thank you for having me back. Well, I am so excited to talk about every teacher every day. And I know this is something that is close to your heart because teaching is not anything that is new to you. In fact, you any way that somebody can teach, you have taught it. Tell us a little bit about your history with teaching. I have 12 years um, in teaching but I have tried it all the different ways. I homeschooled my seven children at home. I have taught online classes. I have taught homeschool co-ops and seminars during the summer. And then I have also taught uh, high school rhetoric. So I taught senior thesis program and other writing programs in our local high school for several years. Well, there's no doubt that through that, that you have made an impact on the lives of many students who have come across your teaching through the years. And now you get to, you found yourself in a role where you are reaching out to and supporting teachers who are teaching right now through Every Teacher Every Day, which is part of Kids in Need Foundation. Tell us a little bit about what's going on with this new uh, program from them, this new mission. Indeed. Well, Kids in Need Foundation, they provide 
school supplies and support to teachers and students in under-resourced areas across the nation. And in serving these teachers, they certainly became aware that all teachers are better when they have the resources that they need and all teachers are in need of some sort of resourcing. And I think no time is more clear than now, given the current national pandemic situation, teachers are tired, man. Yeah, they (laughs) are. What was already a hard job beforehand has become even more difficult. Yes. And so what kids in need and every teacher every day wants to do is we want to help in any way we can alleviate that burden for teachers, even in just small ways. So what we offer is a free online platform. Anybody can go to it at any time, any kind of teacher, homeschool, private school, public school, online school, all the teaching ways, and you have access to it immediately. Um, What we offer is encouragement because we think that's super crucial. Um, And it also, it costs us nothing. Yes. (laughs) But our value is huge. Um, As a teacher myself, the kind word from a parent or student could carry me through weeks. So I know that that is a vital resource. We have content that is written by teachers for teachers. So it's about the things that teachers are concerned about. Um, We've got lesson plan ideas. We have um, education concerns. We have work-life balance how to take care of yourself in the middle of teaching in a pandemic, all of that is there for our teachers. And finally, we have curated free resources. So we have carefully culled through the internet and we have looked for the best of the best of free stuff for teachers. So this includes free admission to places, free things you can have sent to you for your classroom. And we have an entire searchable library database of free lesson plans and resources you can use in the classroom. So 99% of teachers who live in states where Common Core is implemented use Google or Pinterest to offset their resources Yeah. and their classroom. Mm-hmm. And so what we want to do is we want to help narrow the field because those are awesome, but those are really big. So we have called through the Google and the Pinterest and tried to find the best of the best. And we've put them into our searchable resource, which will be very easy to use. We have a brand new version of it coming out very, very soon. Um, but right now it works great too. So visit immediately. Um, <clears throat> but it's getting better and better all of the time. And what that allows you to do is put in whatever, you know, let's assume that you're planning for next week and not tomorrow. Next week's you know lesson plan uh, need in there, and it will provide you as many options as we can of free things that will help support you in planning your classes. I just love how all of this has come together. Um, I will put a link in the show notes, but Laurelyn, where can if teachers are listening or somebody who knows a teacher is listening, where can we point people to find Every Teacher Every Day? Sure. So it's very easy. Every Teacher Every Day dot org. Okay. And that'll get you where you want to go. Awesome. Laura Lynn, thank you so much for coming and telling us a little bit about this so that we can get the word out to all of our awesome teachers and to their teacher networks so we can spread the word about this amazing thing that you guys are doing. Thank you so much for having me. And truly, we are all impacted by teachers. So if you know yes. a teacher, love a teacher, want to support a teacher, please tell them about every teacher every day because it's there for them and it's totally free, which is great. Awesome. Thank you, Laura Lynn. Okay, Kelly, before we give everybody their assignment, any more thoughts on teachers or anything else come to mind? I do. I have one, you guys. This is just, as we're talking about all the things that we appreciate about teachers, I had a moment when I was in the classroom. And again, I taught at a Christian high school, so we were supposed to pray. There was a day that I was giving a quiz and the kids were being real squirrely and a little sassy to me. Uh uh And so I was like, okay, we're going to pray. And it was always like, I just start praying. I still kind of do that with my kids. You can't get 28 (laughs) high schoolers to be quiet all the same time. I was just yes. like, okay, dear Jesus. And they're all like, oh, 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 I do that at dinner. Take that pro tip, pin that. I did this one day. So it was like a quiz and they were all like, wait, there's a quiz. And I'm like, I've been telling you literally every day, uh-huh. the whole yes. week. Yes, there's a quiz. And yes. so I just said, dear Jesus, help the people who study pass. And if they didn't study, help them to fail. Amen. <laughs> and I had this girl in the front row. Her name was Gina. Her She was super squirrely. And she's like, oh, Mrs. G. And I was like, so be it. Go with God, my children. It's those memories that really make it. And this is what the best part yes. about teaching. The best yes. part about being a teacher is just those moments. With yes. the students. So Hasht- let's thank a teacher, shall we? Hashtag help them to fail. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> That is so funny. Oh my gosh. Also, that is a great pro tip. I am going to use that. Okay, everybody, we're praying right now. Dear Jesus. Okay, here's the assignment for real. We, Kelly and I, on behalf of Sort of Awesome, 
we want every single one of you sometime in the next week, reach out to a teacher in your life. Maybe it is one of your teachers who you can find on Facebook or through some other hometown connection, whatever. Drop them a note that tells them how much you appreciate what impact they had on your life, what they did for you in your life. Or if you currently know a teacher, either just someone in your community, maybe it is the teacher of one of your kids, reach out to somebody who is teaching right now or is retired and let them know how important their work is in the world. And let's take this mission of Sort of Awesome, the awesome in the everyday, like Kelly said at the top of the show, teaching education schools, these are things that are part, they're embedded in our social fabric. They're part of our everyday lives. So let's bring a little awesome to these spaces that need it right now. That's your assignment for this week. We're going to remind you on social media. We're going to have you check in and let us know if you have reached out to a teacher to let them know how valuable and how deeply appreciated they are and how seen they are in these moments. So, all right, Kelly, if people want to come find you and have follow-up conversation about any of this, where's the best place to find you all around the web? You can find me at Kelly Gordon MN on Twitter and Instagram or at that website at Kelly Gordon. A website starts www. Do you remember those days? (laughs) (laughs) www.kellygordonmn.com. Okay. If you want to find me, you can find me at Sorta Awesome Meg on all the social media. And you can find Sorta Awesome just by searching for Sorta Awesome on any social media platform that you're on. We would love to have you join our online community. So Awesomes, thank you so much for listening. We'll see y'all next time. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.